If Tuesday night's win over the Florida Panthers is any indication, the Boston Bruins appear to be very playoff ready. We're going to talk about last night's game, take a look at what's ahead over the next two games, the final two of the regular season, and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, April 27th, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, so please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. The podcast is also available on YouTube for you to watch, get a glimpse into my home office, living room, and uh, you can subscribe over there as well, the Locked On Boston Bruins YouTube channel. Uh, What else by way of introduction? I'm a bit thrown off today because it's, like I said, April 27th. We woke up to snow on the ground here in southern Ontario, and it's uh, pretty chilly out there, which is a bit of a bummer. I mentioned on Twitter that podcast is a bit delayed because uh, my wife Lauren had a big exam today that she nailed, of course, and uh, had to keep it low, the volume low, so as not to distract her. So let's begin by talking about last night's victory over the Florida Panthers, a team that with a win would have secured the President's Trophy as the best team in the NHL, or the first place team at the very least. The Bruins went out, limited the Panthers to only 21 shots on goal, recorded 38 of their own, and came out with a 4-2 victory. The fourth goal was an important one, uh, not only because it secured the victory or cemented it at any rate, It also was Brad Marchand's first in quite some time, and it was nice to get him uh, a bit more confident, per se. Uh, It was his 32nd goal of the season, but his first since April 2nd, and that is a span of 12 games. Marchand also added an assist on DeBrusque's game-winning goal, He now has 78 points in 69 games. Uh, So good on him for creating some opportunities, throwing the puck on net. DeBrusque gobbled up the rebound, fired it past Sergei Bobrovsky, and then uh, a huge weight off his shoulders as that puck finally went in for him. Now... It was the second line that kind of carried the team early on. Uh, Eric Howla and Taylor Hall chipping in offensively. 
And, uh, you know, Taylor Hall said, it's nice to score those goals. He wasn't the most confident shooter for a while there, but in the last couple of games, he scored what he calls some goal scorer goals. Good to get that feeling. Um, the best goal scorers in the league, they obviously score a lot. And if he can get that feeling heading into the playoffs, that's obviously a good thing. And I really do get the sense that he is going to be an impact player for the Bruins this offseason, uh, however far they are able to go. He's playing at a very high level. Um, he is certainly benefiting from playing with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, David Pasternak and Eric Haula. Uh, that trio combined for uh, the Bruins' first goal of the season, 3.42 remaining in the first period when, uh, yeah, Haula put it home after a nice dish from um, David Pasternak. Hala now has 18 goals after a pretty slow start to the season and really cementing his case as the Bruins or the Nesson seventh player of the year. Um, Taylor Hall, I thought he said it best uh, near the end of his availability when uh, he said, when we're healthy, and when we have everyone in our lineup, you see how powerful we can be as a team. Your identity is always going to be solid defensively. And you can make the opposition pay once we get the puck. Bruins game is pretty good right now, and they want to keep trending that way. Uh, it's hard to disagree with that. The Bruins, you know, if you're using a game against a first-place team as a measuring stick... As Bruce Cassidy said, the Bruins did last night, then you have to feel pretty good about yourselves after beating the Florida Panthers, keeping them from clinching the President's Trophy, and yeah, wanting to go into the playoffs on a high note. A couple negatives in this one that the Bruins do need to work on, the first being the power play, 0 for 3 on the man advantage, 0 for 36 over the past 12 games, uh, which is insane. It's almost to the point where they're overthinking it, perhaps. They haven't shown a propensity to underthink it all season long. Always making those extra passes, it seems. Always uh, just not getting the puck on net, taking those easy shots. Uh, Taylor Hall says the Bruins' top unit especially is too good, too many good players on that unit to not figure it out. So that's something that has to be rectified. The other is the propensity to give up last-minute, last-second goals. It happened again last night, end of the first period, Sam Reinhart scoring his 32nd goal at 1959 I don't know if it's a I don't think it's a matter of not playing till the buzzer I think it's really just 
unfortunate circumstances. It's really kind of just a bad luck thing. I don't. I really don't think it has to do with Boston not playing until the end of the period. It's just a weird thing that they really need to get under control. But for the most part, it was a fantastic effort all around for the Bruins, and they definitely should feel good about themselves uh, after that performance. Big bear of the night, I'm giving it to Patrice Bergeron. He had two assists. Uh, he assisted on uh, the final two goals of the game. The secondary assist on DeBrusque's game winner. The primary assist on Bergeron's, or sorry, Marchand's empty netter. He also recorded a team high eight shots on goal. So very involved. And, you know, as the top line goes, so go the Bruins. Maybe not necessarily. The second line, arguably as important as the first line, but certainly the top six carried the load for the Bruins here in this one. Going to talk about what's coming up next for the Bruins and kind of some first-round scenarios here in a moment. But first, a quick word about HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Again, they have farm fresh, seasonal produce, easy to make recipes delivered right to your door. And you can pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available on all audio platforms as well as on YouTube. So please subscribe to both the audio and video portions of the podcast. Even if you don't listen or watch, it would be very much appreciated if you subscribe to both. So the Bruins appear very much locked into the first wild card spot in the Eastern Conference based on last night's results. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning won to remain three points ahead of the Bruins with two games remaining. And the Capitals, they are five points back, also with two games remaining. So, quick math, it's impossible for the Capitals to catch the Bruins at this point. The only possibility is catching the Lightning for third in the Atlantic. Again, the Bruins are three points back. Each team has two games remaining on the schedule. So how can the Bruins overtake the Lightning? A couple ways. They would have to go 2-0-0 to get to 109 points. The Lightning would have to go 0-2-0 to remain at 108 points. The Bruins would have to go again 
uh, 2-0-0 oh, no, to get to 109 points. If the Lightning were to get uh, a single point by going 0-1-1, oh, the Bruins would hold the regulation win tiebreaker over the Lightning, 39-38. If the Bruins were to go 1-0-0, oh, oh, sorry, 1-0-1 oh, to get 108 points, and the Lightning went 0-2-0 oh, and oh. to remain at 108 points, the Bruins again would hold the tiebreaker. So the Bruins must earn at least three points, and the Lightning can't earn more than one point in order for Boston to overtake Tampa for third in the Atlantic. The Bruins play Thursday night at home against the Buffalo Sabres. Then they travel to to Toronto to finish up the regular season uh, at the Maple Leafs. The Lightning, they have two road games remaining, one in Columbus and one against the New York Islanders. The chances of, you know, the Lightning getting only one point, pretty low. You'd think they'd win at least one of these two games or get a couple points out of them, uh, the Bruins, again, can only get to 109 points. So the Lightning need two out of a possible four points from the Lightning, or sorry, from the Blue Jackets or the Islanders in order to clinch second in the Atlantic, sorry, third in the, in the Atlantic in a matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs who have already clinched second. Hope you followed all that. The most likely scenario is that Boston will remain in the number one wildcard spot and therefore play the Carolina Hurricanes in round one. Obviously, something we'll be keeping an eye on. We'll be previewing that as it comes along. But failing these scenarios, the Bruins will stay in the first wildcard spot. Again, the Bruins must earn at least three points. And the Lightning can't earn more than one point for Boston to move up. Do we want to face the Maple Leafs? Do we want to face the Hurricanes? The Bruins have played Carolina in two of the past three postseasons, sweeping them in the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. They beat them in five games back in the playoff bubble of 2020. Hurricanes losing in five games to the Lightning last season. Uh, we know the Bruins have also beaten the Maple Leafs in recent years. So, you know, obviously this regular season, the Maple Leafs and Hurricanes have kind of beaten up on the Bruins. But if you look at kind of playoff pedigree and the like, um, there's reason to feel good about Boston, regardless of who they're playing. Uh, whether it's Toronto or Carolina. It should be noted as well that Carolina, they clinched the Metro last night, but their top two goalies were out of the lineup. A rookie, I can't recall his name off the top of my head, uh, but he was in net and could start perhaps game one or two of the postseason, which begins on Monday. Now, the Bruins likely to rest some guys for the game Friday against the Maple Leafs. Uh, 
Bruce Cassidy saying today that it will be Linus Olmark who gets the start against the Sabres. Jeremy Swayman will travel and get the start on Friday against the Maple Leafs. And um, David Pasternak, Hampus Lindholm, who have been in and out of the lineup <clears throat> as they've been getting back to full health. They're going to play Thursday, and then uh, they'll see how guys feel heading into Friday's game. Uh, see who needs a day and who does it. So I'm assuming there'll be a fairly sparse lineup for Thursday's, sorry, Friday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Before we finish up with some news and notes around the NHL, a quick word about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why injure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer, you have access to rockauto.com, you can look them up, and save big time. They're a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So they I believe low prices all the at rockauto.com. Now, wanted to mention as well that there was a bit of a Bruins Patriots crossover at the game last night. Watching from a suite with retired Bruins goalie to Rask, were center David Andrews, running back Ramondre Stevenson, kicker Quinn Norton, wide receiver Kendrick Bourne, and newly acquired linebacker Mac Wilson. Attended the game as well, showing up in a number one Jeremy Swayman sent uh, jersey. And that was appreciated by Swayman, who tweeted uh, Mac Wilson's picture saying, let's go. I know whose jersey I'll be repping this season for uh, the Pats. Likely going to be some more New England representation at TD Garden in the coming weeks between the Bruins uh, at least three more home games, including the game against Buffalo. The Celtics obviously moving on to the second round as well. So it's pretty cool to see. And uh, Tuka Rask being put to good use as the new team ambassador. What else is going on around the NHL? Well, speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews scored his 60th goal of the season last night. The first U.S.-born player to score 60. Uh, and looks like Connor McDavid is going to win the Art Ross once again. He now has a 7-point advantage over Jonathan Huberdeau in that race. Steven Stamkos hit 
100 points last night, which is wild. I th- for the first time, I thought he would have done that already, but uh, there we have it. The Bruins had their final practice of the regular season this morning. Obviously, tomorrow they'll have a morning skate, and then they'll travel to Toronto after they, that game for Friday's regular season closer against the Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm sure they'll be back on the ice to practice on Saturday or Sunday. And uh, we'll have a better idea, of course, of who they are going to play. Uh, maybe not until uh, Friday evening, depending on what the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are able to do before that. If they win tomorrow night, for example, against the Blue Jackets, we'll know that it will be Carolina. But there's an outside chance, as I said, that the Bruins will play Game 1 in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. Looks more like it will be um, against the Carolina Hurricanes. Either way, they'll be starting on the road. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much, everyone, for the continued support. Thank you for subscribing. Please do so if you have not already. Be back tomorrow to um, preview the game against the Sabres and answer some of your questions if you have any mailbag questions heading into the final days of the regular season, please do send them to locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren. And I would uh, love to answer those for you on tomorrow's podcast. All right. Have a great rest of your Wednesday friends. Go check out moon night, which I hope to do at some point today. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the locked on Boston Bruins podcast, part of the locked on podcast Network, your favorite team, every single day.